So I'll start us off and then we'll just go around. This is the NHS PD in the Classroom podcast. Today I am joined by the, I'm going to say this, I'm probably going to get it wrong, Multicultural Advisory Council. That's perfect. Uh, and we have four students with us today, Deja, Jai, Goose, and Jaden, right? <laughs> Bro, isn't this whole tree? Uh, everyone, it's Jordan. Jordan. Ugh. I'm so sad. I had you sophomore year. Yeah, Come on. but it's been a minute. It's yeah, been a minute. Been a okay. Minute. Fix, writing I don't. That, writing that down is crazy. So I don't mess that up again. Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, what grade you are in school, uh, how many, I, I don't know, where are you from, how many schools you've been to, high schools or whatever, uh, things that you think uh, the faculty need to know. Yeah, so I'm Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N. I'm a senior, so I'm 17. You know, it's uh, it's a pretty wild year. Um, I'm from Arizona. That's where I was born. But uh, my dad's in the military, so I lived after... I was born and raised in Arizona. Well, then when I was nine, I moved to Mountain Home, Idaho, a small little town. Kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> I was there till fifth grade, the first half of sixth grade. And then I moved to Vegas. I lived there for four years. And then I moved to Utah um, January of 2022. So I definitely understand what culture shock is, you know. So that's my introduction right there, yeah. Uh, my name's Goose. Um, I'm a junior. Let's see, I came here to Northridge, I want to say like late March. I, had to, I moved here with my father from Vegas. So I've been, I lived in Texas, North Dakota, Arizona, I think that's about it. So I just lived in a lot of places. Um, I'm a painter. I'm going to be a businessman in a few years when I graduate. That's pretty much it. Awesome. I'm Jai. I was born here. I'm the current president of BSU. And I did my father's military. He was, he's been serving 12 years, I think. Well, he was. He retired a few years ago. I lived in Sioux Falls since I was six uh, in South Dakota, and then I moved back here. Uh, living here for so long, you really get used to being a minority in the majority. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. I'm Deja. I'm a junior, and I've lived here my whole life, born and raised. So I've gone to the same elementary, junior high, and now high school. I like running and cooking. I'm on the track team. I definitely would say that like growing up I start to kind of see more of like how you know so little diversity there is and yeah okay awesome so here's the first question uh, getting to know the student body and this is kind of a, a disclaimer for the conversation we're going to be talking about some things based on your experiences your real lived experiences and I guess what I want to start with is when a teacher is in a classroom and they see a student who is dressed in a way that makes them think, I don't want thug or punk or any of those things. You know what I'm talking about with colors and styles and different things. What do you wish teachers knew about that? Because I know as a teacher, when I see some students dressed in a certain way, I think, oh, they're not going to be very serious in my class until I get to know the student. And then I realize, oh, this person is or isn't like I thought they were going to be, you know, because sometimes that stereotype is real. What do you think? What thoughts do you have for teachers? Well, my main question is, do you, like you were saying, that's like the main stereotype. When you start a class, do you automatically feel that? And like when you see that type of clothing, are you automatically like, okay, like only if, only if there is an attitude associated with it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. So if they really fit 
that idea that you're thinking of? I mean, that's that's something that's really hard to answer because obviously, like, you're going to think about that no matter what. Everyone has stereotypes, especially when it comes with that problem that you're talking about, the attitude or whatever. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. You you have experience as a teacher, and you have an ex- you have experience with people. So you really just have to know that you know you you've dealt with those things already, and you understand people's character, and you know the whole thing. Never judge a book by its cover. Right. So I mean, if you already if you've already experienced that, like you know you've had that stereotype, but you've overcame that understanding because of the student, then I mean you just need to continue on with that mindset from the jump. You know you can never. Uh, it's a difficult thing to not just, you know, assume something like that, but you already know, like people are good. You know, if you just keep that mindset that, you know, I, I would love to get to know these people, you know, no matter how they look, like I know that their true character will unfold to me, then, you know, that's, that's really where that mindset ends, where yeah. the stereotypes end. So yeah. that's just the main place to start. Just keep that mindset consistent. You know, you gain that again throughout the year, but if you don't lose that during the summer, if you keep that, you know, at the start, then, sure. you know, that's, that's going to stay with you the whole time. Okay. When I first came to the school, I thought this exact same thing. I thought they was going to treat me differently, look at me differently. The way I was dressed on the first day, I remember, um, I have straight A's now, so really nobody could tell me right. how, I, how I should dress or how I should talk or nothing like that. I'm like, I'm a model student almost. I don't got no much to say about that. <laughs> um, it's understandable to have stereotypes when encountering your students because a lot of stereotypes, um, especially, especially surrounded by certain races, are deeply embedded like within their cultures, but it's important to recognize that those stereotypes can be um, ignored and you, you should definitely try doing that more inside classrooms. Yeah, I would agree with that too and all. And I would also like to add like, you know, style, clothing and all that is just like really a way for someone to like express themselves. And when like getting judged for like how you are like dressed and how you're expressing yourselves, that can kind of set that back a little. So, you know, I would, yeah, like how Jordan said, just keeping a good mindset of like, you know, maybe this student is more, has more than what I am thinking and stuff. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, I really like what, <laughs> I really, I really did like what Deja said about, you know, uh, you know, at the beginning of that, really, your clothing choice or the way that you present yourself doesn't always, you know, shine what you really are. You know, I know people in CE medical classes, they trying to be, you know, doctors and everything, but maybe they have a certain style of clothing. That does not matter. They're still right. geniuses. Like right. Goose was saying, he got straight A's just because of the way that he dresses. Right. It doesn't mean anything. Like he's beat those stereotypes because of just who he is, you know, and that's that's the main point. Always remember that. Keep that mindset yeah. consistent. I appreciate that. Do you think that there is a wall that exists when a student comes in, whether they have that attitude or whether they look that way, that they're used to being treated poorly. And so they're thinking, I'm not even going to try in this class until I know that I can or that I know that I'm safe. What was the question? Do I think there's a wall? Yeah. Students, students put up a wall saying, I've never been treated fair, so I'm going to hang out until I know that I can try and be trusted. I really don't think there is one. I think it's just more of a, like you said, an attitude problem. When someone will come into the, the class, I think they expect to be treated a certain way. And then when they sit next to a group of kids that are like, like I don't know, rowdy, 
uh, out of control, loud type of thing, maybe I think that's when the wall starts to form. And then there is judgment of how they act and maybe their grades aren't gonna show how well they are in school. Yeah. I'd like to add, when a student comes into a classroom and a teacher already has a opinion about them, they can form themselves into that opinion. And I think that happens a lot, like students not feeling themselves because they feel forced into some kind of role. It's really hard to escape. So what I'm hearing you say there is, if I perceive that you're going to be a problem, that becomes the persona that a, pers- a student takes on because yes. that's what the teacher expects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a really difficult. I mean, honestly, dealing with kids is just a difficult thing, you know? It, it sucks because we're all really complex. I think that there definitely can be a wall because it can be a very demotivating thing to have to deal with those stereotypes frequently. Every single time that you pop into a new class or deal with someone, you know, I've had people, you know, groan at me for the way that I've dressed too, and it's just like, it sucks because it really doesn't feel like you're in an open space to progress and learn and succeed. You know, you can't thrive if you're, I mean, obviously you can thrive if you're under those barriers. You know, many people do it. And, but it can get tiring to be judged and looked at all the time thinking that about somebody. Exactly. So if you're, if you're constantly under that, it can be really easy to fall into this, you know, mindset where you're just not supposed to thrive. And that's a real issue that I see throughout the school because... I don't know, a lot of people, you see a lot of people do fit the stereotypes that sure. you know teachers have or whatever. A lot of those times, you know, maybe some of these kids don't succeed as much in class because they are under this, you know, mindset. They're sure. under this thought process. And, you know, that just becomes who they are or that's what they think they are because that's what they're being shown that's what they're being told you know so that's something that we can we can definitely break that wall there there doesn't have to be a wall but in a lot of cases there it's it's just really common to have that wall yeah. for sure what do you think about challenging classes i think there's the, this idea that specific type of student that's going to take ap and ce classes or honors classes What's your take on that? As as Air Force, as having traveled, and you're thinking about maybe not finishing, I mean, you are finishing high school in Utah, but not maybe not going to college in Utah, and maybe that doesn't help you with CE or versus AP. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I really like this question because this is something that we've had a conversation on previously. Mr. Jones, you know, after our presentation, he came to us and asked this question uh, specifically because, you know, they do teach the CE English and there are just not a lot of, you know, underrepresented students in there. And there are definitely a lot of reasons. There's not a specific reason for this. Uh, I remember one reason we talked about is, um, you know, going to college and taking those CE classes are an investment to your future when... You know, in some cases, you really can't afford that investment right now. You know, I remember I had a conversation with my mom about this. You know, she had a lot of opportunities like that at her school. But with her living situation and what was going on, she would rather, you know, work than go to school and pay for the things that she needs. You know, she had me as a teenager, too. So there are a lot of, you know, situations like that. And, you know, there are just a lot of other things like I feel... um, we, we do a good job at presenting the opportunities and the resources that we have for college because really we have a lot of resources that can easily get everyone into, you know, their desired degree or whatever. But I feel like they're they're only promoted to those classes specifically. You know, I feel like we need to promote those resources a lot more because I know there are definitely a lot of people that want to progress in life academically like that, but they just feel like they don't know how they can't come to people, especially, you know, how we were talking about maybe stereotype students. 
um, maybe they don't feel like they belong in that situation because of how they're perceived already, you know? So I've noticed since I was in school, how school has changed with the use of technology and some different things. What do you think is working in school right now with technology and the way teachers run classes? What are some positives that you see? I think I think Canvas was a big help yeah. ever since COVID happened. I think that was just tremendous. It was way, back in Vegas, it was way more difficult. Because there was no Canvas? No. So you, they, were, they had to be really strict. They couldn't shift whatever, due dates or notes or whatever. Whenever they wanted, you had to wait till the next day or whatever. So, and I think my DSD, I think that's extremely helpful. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say for teachers, pay attention to what's going on in Canvas so that students know what's going on. And if it changes, change it and let people know that it's changed. Update my DSD so that you know what's going on with your grade. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Infinite Campus? Oh, Infinite Bro. Campus was lame. Oh, my God. I Bro, can I just say, so like I was saying earlier, so me and Goose are both from Vegas, just yeah. like, you know, a little couple different cities away. So we had this thing called Infinite Campus, and it's almost like my DSD, but really like just worse. And I had this issue from eighth grade to sophomore year where I just couldn't log into Infinite Campus at all. So I had no idea what my grades were like, and I had no idea what type of work was missing and what I needed to do at all. And it was so stressful because, I don't know, it, it really hindered my education. And um, I don't know, my like Infinite Campus was just the all, like the place to see your grades, yeah. and it was really rough. So, and we all know Vegas is the worst state for education because where does all that money go, you know? And um, we so we don't have a lot of, I mean, now it's gotten a lot better. Like when I was in high school there, we had Canvas, but you know, it, it was really rocky because they're like, teachers don't seem to care as much as they do here, which I've noticed a lot, you know? There are, there are clearly a lot of problems within our education system in the state, but still I feel like it's a lot better than Vegas. And that's kind of why I like this place because you know, I feel like I'm definitely, I have a lot more opportunities in there. Um, you know, all my teachers in Vegas were weird, you know, like my math teacher, she would like play with my hair and I would get extra, you know, extra <laughs> grades, you know, I had, I had like a, a high A in that class cause you know, she was just weird for real. But, um, you know, it was just, it was a really rocky <laughs> spot. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, bro, it was wild in Vegas, but y'all don't understand. <laughs> bro, the teachers in Vegas were weird and you know that, bro. It was rocky. So my DSD and everything, man. <laughs> The teachers, that that are, the teachers, the teachers that are using better, it, you know? they're, they're focused on it. They're putting their stuff on there. That helps. They, yeah, okay. They're not messing with you. So it's okay. Cool. What do you wish teachers would do in school? You have ideas about what would make the classroom better. What would make the classroom better? I mean, obviously, it's a learning place, right? It's a somewhat professional place. How we uh, present ourselves, how we act, how we speak. It's supposed to be a somewhat professional place, right? Uh, anything that we could do to make class school we had a whole presentation on that. We got that question for sure. <laughs> I think I would say stop trying to assimilate into our lingo. It, it gets so. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the thing too. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, like you, you don't. When it comes to relating to us, you don't, you don't have to change that much. Like you could be your own person around us. So don't try so hard. Don't try so hard. Okay. Yeah. One thing I did notice, y'all, y'all made an effort. A lot of the office, the staff and faculty, they made an effort to learn how to dap people up. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I see it everywhere. They're all like, what's up? This is just hilarious to me. The principal be like dabbing us and everything. It's dude. crazy. He learned this though. He just does that to me. But like he's getting <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, that, that's something great. A lot of people, you know, I have friends in Layton in Syracuse, and they're like, dude, Northridge staff seems, like, really cool. I kind of want to go. And, you know, they, like, the people that work here, they do they do make an effort, and that's why they promote all these groups, and that's why we got put into presentations and things, because they do want to learn. And that's, you know, that's really beneficial to us in general. How bad do you think racism is in schools? What is going through students' minds? What is it that faculty are not seeing? The thing with racism is kids these days – they think it's all a joke, every part of it. Someone walks, I was in engineering class the other day, and the friend, my friend next to me said the N-word, and then the teacher, he, he thought it was a serious issue. The kids sitting next to me, they're all laughing. I'm like, okay, no, buddy. Why is this funny, you know? Right, why, why are you giggling? Dude, literally last year, this is this is like insane. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I was walking into like my class, and I was dabbing one of my friends up, and this random, you know, little kid, he was like, yo, who's this? And I'm like, bro, like, I was in awe. I was like, did you for real say that to me? Like, I almost, you don't understand how close I was to smacking this kid, bro. Like, who, like, because this is someone, this is just my, like, this dude's friend. Like, I don't know this dude at all. I'm like, how are you so comfortable with saying that to me? And it's like, if you think that's a joke, what really, so, what what can you say at your, you know, your When you're mad, yeah, when you're mad, what's, what are you going to say? So, students think it's a joke. Why do you think that is? TikTok. I think it's TikTok. All the... All the little conversations and jokes they be having on TikTok, I think that kind of formed all of it. Okay. Especially in places like Utah and Wyoming, because that's where I was, and I seen a lot of that stuff happening. Bunch of TikTok lingo and stuff. It it's, the, it's the dark humor-esque, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I feel like our generation is way less sen- insensitive. Uh, insensitive. Yeah, and it has been like that in the past, but I feel like it's more now. Yeah, I would say with that too, yeah. Definitely more now, you know. Like, I really didn't experience like that much of comments until like I started getting older. So like, even last year, uh, I had it where this girl, she didn't say it to my face. She told someone why I don't act my race. <laughs> Like that comment, like I had me thinking, I was like, how am I supposed to act? Not one, but two different races. I'll show you how to act. You saw the Alabama, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the one in the dock? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Come on, bro. That was, that, was, that was a really good thing. But. So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is there are a lot of students who think it's a joke. Definitely, yeah. And some people are more sensitive than others. How do we, how do we deal with that? How do we fix that? What is, I mean, as, as adults, we're trying to call people out on it, but then some people think it's funny and some people are serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had a thought, Jordan, you were going to, you were going to go somewhere. I, I was going to say something, but low key, um, that, that, so can you restate the question? I'm so sorry. Well, you can go where you were going. Well, so we were talking, Deja, you were talking about, you know, why don't you act your race and something. That, that's another thing, too. Utah is just a really interesting place. I'm not going to lie to you. There are a lot of videos that I've seen, like, you know, like we were talking about TikTok or whatever. Like, there are these videos where these people are talking about the bullying here. And they're like, dude, like, the bullying in Utah is just not normal. Like, you know, normal bullying is not okay at all. But it's just the way that they bully here. It's almost like theatrical. It's almost comical. Like, like not bullying. Yeah, like people like, are you like, are you seriously like doing this or something? Like there'll be um, passive aggressive almost. Yeah, but it's like, like think of like the movie Mean Girls, but that's what they're actually trying to emulate. (laughs) 
And it's like, like you'll have people like pouring milk on someone, and it's like, dude, like, are you like, are you mentally like okay? Like, what's going on with you? Like, people, people are gonna try to steal lunch money or something like that. It's just like, like wild things. Like, are you? Is this something that you're seriously trying to accomplish? And it just makes you think, like, am I really getting bullied, or am I like, should I be like critiquing this person right now? Like, what is, what is really going on? You know, like, they're just. It's a lot of interesting people, and I think um, that comes from the lack of having a freshman year and stuff. Like a lot of like, I think it, that was weird, you know, coming here. There, you know, there, there's not a freshman year, and when new sophomores come in, and this is the first thing that I noticed when I was here because I felt like a lot of the people, and I don't mean to down anyone, obviously, but when I first moved here, I was like, yo, like I just noticed a, a maturity gap from where I was and what I was, you know, in Vegas. There were a lot of people that were up to my level and everything, but when I came here, it genuinely felt like I was in middle school or something. And um, that's the best way I can put it because, I don't know, I think that freshman year definitely created a gap in maturity. Yeah. So, you know, I guess sophomore year here is like the freshman year and, you know, you have little sure. kids basically, and that's the mindset that they're in. Yeah. But, um, and then what was your next question? <laughs> I forgot. I don't remember what the next question was, but it just <laughs> led me to this next thought. Uh, I've had a couple of instances where I've, I've had to interview in my class. I could tell it was kind of a joke. Ha, oh, that's racist. But I had to address it because it's not okay, right? Do you think students feel empowered or able to address that and call it out and say that's not okay? Goose is shaking his head no. Definitely not, yeah, because a lot of the people that deal with that, I mean, like we were talking about staying in a mindset. If we're used to that happening all the time and if it's taken as a joke, then it's like, you know, do we, should we take it that serious? If everyone's like, you know, joking about it, like how how serious are people gonna actually take this, you know? And that's, uh, that's definitely a mentality that I come into sometimes where it's like, yo, like this happened to me and I don't like it, but is this something really worth talking about, you know? And that's, I don't know, that's a really big part. Am I the weird one for bringing this exactly. up? Yeah, am I the weird one for bringing it up, definitely. But we, we all agree on that, though, yeah, for sure, agree, right? Like, yeah. It's it's weird. Like, do you, is it something that I should bring up? And that's that's the main thing. Um, like, do you so, think if somebody said something, whether it was passing in the hall or whether it was directed at you, do you think you could say, hey, that's not okay? Like, is that enough to, to call people out and just say that's not okay? Well, I think um, the first thing that comes to mind which is obviously like it's kind of inappropriate, but the first thing that comes to mind when you hear something like that, you 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 straight go to anger, frustration. Right, like right. The like the best way in your head is to resolve that physically, and then obviously if you do the if you do that, then that's not gonna happen again. You're not gonna hear that, you know, at least in front of you. But um, you know, what can really stop that? Because you know, a lot of people don't take that stuff seriously. The people that are actually saying that stuff. So I mean, if if they get in trouble for it, like they're are they really gonna stop? Because they've. This is this is really bad because this is like the same thing as having a wall up, but they've if they're doing this now, they've been doing it for a very long time. They got taught that. And I think that's an issue to deal with way in like younger years because really are they going to stop that now? If it's to a point where they're joking about it, how like how much is their mindset really going to change on that specific yeah, thing? They're already comfortable with that thought. Exactly. They're yeah. already comfortable with yeah. that. Yeah. Next question. Next question. <laughs> is there anything that teachers do or say that you wish they just wouldn't regarding people of color? A lot of things. A lot of things. I mean, we talked about don't, don't try to, don't try to be young again. Just let us do our thing. Yeah. I would say, please stop asking if you can touch my hair. Yes, bro. Yes. Turn that all the way around and say that again. I would say, um, for teachers that please stop asking me, uh, if they can touch my hair. Okay. 
Cause it, it's no different. Then they put it's, their hand out like they're like yeah, they, say yes. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, like no, at that point. It's rough. So. Okay, so don't don't ask to touch the hair. It's just hair. Mm. And it's weird. Like, why are you trying to touch me? You know, like, I, you know, I, I, know. I don't think it's that simple. It's like it's more of a respect thing. Like, has anybody ever come up to you and asked to touch your hair? Right. I'm not a poodle. Right. <laughs> like what? If you didn't hear Jordan's comment, he's not a poodle. So that's that's the main thing. Okay. This is really strange. I don't I don't want to be pet. Yeah. Now. Same thing. What makes us different than the other people that you're not touching their hair? You know, like why why are we so different that you got to touch our hair but not everyone in the class? Okay. Because I'm black. <laughs> exactly. Now. So now, you're really putting out our difference right there. Right. Right. And and really, there's not much difference. I mean, structurally a little bit, but not it's hair, right? Uh, this is uh, probably mostly directed at Jordan because he was in our my class when we read To Kill a Mockingbird. Do you remember that? That was a good. Okay, it was a good book. I didn't read it that much, but it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not offended. So we read To Kill a Mockingbird, and I recognize that a lot of students don't have experience with other cultures, particularly in the South. And I don't know if you've all had a chance to read that or anything like it, where issues of racism are prevalent in the story. You know about To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay, yeah. So no. that's that's history right there, bro. But. How does a teacher address that in a group of students who haven't experienced that kind of racism and anger? Well, here's the thing from the jump. Um, that that's one thing I did notice that uh, you know in the class, and it kind of made me laugh because, like you know, we we keep saying we from different places, you know, but it seemed like that class in that book was the first time that they have really seen like in depth what racism actually is you know a lot of people were really sad at the end you know the dude you know he got shot like killed for no reason yeah. he had a really uh he had a mistrial spoiler like, alert oh yeah spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> we all know everyone knows you know but it's just it's wild because like that, that's what had me really curious because like i said you know we from a very you know we're, we're from a, a culturally like diverse place vegas has a lot of people um and, you know, that's not something that we need to be educated on. Obviously, we are. And I think we're educated on that a lot younger. And that's where the issue lies. I feel like to solve that, you should integrate that into their lives a lot younger. And, you know, obviously, that's kind of um, a conflicting response because it's like, you know, do we really want to show our kids these bad things at such a young age? But in reality, that it's, it's important. That's something that they're going to have to deal with. Um, you know, later on in life and for the rest of their lives. So if you teach them how to uh, show respect and, you know, if you, if you teach them at a younger age to, you know, be great and show this greatness, you know, we're not going to have those issues and on the dark humor, the jokes later on in life. They're not going to be comfortable with that because they know that's already wrong. Um, like, that's the main thing for, um, you know, that I noticed in a lot of families and everything. Um you know, a lot of, uh, you know, like my family and stuff with our kids when we're younger, we kind of have to get taught and integrated like what racism, you know, really is. Like that's something that they integrate very young in Why life. people so say what they do. say, why people are acting the way they're acting. Exactly. And, you know, just different things like that. And it's essential because we don't want to, we don't want that to come as a shocker later on in life, you know? And yeah, uh, the, it doesn't always have to be like dark things. You don't right. need to teach them like a bunch of really sad things. You just need to say, you know, this is bad. You know, some things like some bad things happen, but as long as you're giving those stepping stones in the beginning, like you're, you're going to nurture that growth in their head, you know? So yeah, just, you, you can teach them at the start, you know, being this is beautiful. Like 
these these people are beautiful. It's, yeah. it's all beautiful. That's it. Okay, that is that basically covers the questions that I have uh, for you. If there is anything else that you want to share, things that you've thought about as we've been talking, things that uh, you're excited about with uh, the direction our school is going, uh, with the group that you're over, advice to teachers, advice to what we could do for all students. I guess the. The thing that I'm most excited about with this group being new to our school um, is that, you know, we're, we're able to foster true growth. I think maybe this is something that, you know, it, it's sad that it needs to be integrated so late within our school, you know, or being even just in high school, you know, this is something that we need to learn a lot younger in age. But I think it's it's a really good thing that we're starting this now and that we can, you know, teach and grow as people together, you know, just unite everyone. That's what we're about, multiculturalists. So, you know, that's that's the best part. Really, with schools and children today, I think a lot of people are going to be scared to kind of change how things are because now it's like, well, I can't do that because that's racist, so I'm better just stay in my own lane. But so it's definitely going to be difficult. No one said it was going to be easy. Yeah. I'm excited for this group because it brings a sense of urgency to bring cultural diversity into fruition, especially since it's never been so heavily implemented into really that many uh, Utah high schools before. And having this now, it is a large opportunity. So. Yeah. Yeah, all I'm able to say is, you know, I'm excited to see where this goes and like what happens. You know, we really. We really do need this yeah. in our school. Well, I think having this conversation is great that uh, you are a part of the solution. We're all trying to figure this out, right? We are coming from different experiences, teachers with their experiences, teachers from around here, teachers from far away that have come here, looking for opportunities to be more inclusive to everybody, to look for opportunities to take care of the racism that is happening, talk about it figure out ways to address it so that those who aren't as serious about it or think it's not a big deal can learn. And like, I, I love that that was how this started off with students and teachers both have to come in willing to learn and think about things where they're at and figure out where they want to be. So thanks so much, Jordan, Goose, Jai, and Asia for joining me today on this episode of NHS PD in the Classroom. I'll get any one of you last word. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited about this. I appreciate it coming here and being invited on, so thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Perfect.